It's getting out of your ego and putting the kids first. And it makes a huge difference. Your kids will thank you when they've grown adults, or they'll be very resentful and hold you responsible for the pain that, that you cause them unnecessarily. It's not the divorce per se that messes kids up. It's how parents handle the divorce. We have the responsibility and the ability to do a better job. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents, Michelle Abraham, your host here today. You guys, I am so excited. What a delight we have today. We have Rosalind Sadaka with us here today. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Rosalind. But first, let's just say hi. Hi, Rosalind. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Pleasure to be here with you. Oh, well, we're so happy that you are here with us, too, because you have got a wealth of information for us. And I know that's going to land so well in our parents' ears right now. Um, Rosalind is a recognized as the voice of the child-centered divorce. So she is a divorce and co-parenting coach and founder of the Child-Centered Divorce Network, which provides advice, programs, coaching, and other valuable resources for parents who are facing, moving through, or transitioning after divorce. And what I love about the work that you're doing, Rosalind, is that it's really centered around the kids. And so today we're really going to dive into how uh, parents can actually um, separate and or divorce, but really have it not be um, that focused on ruining your kids, right? And I don't want to say this in a like a very light way, but you know, don't let your children pay the price for your divorce is creating that child centered solution. So that's what we want to talk about today. And that's where we're going to dive in. And I know as parents of school age kids, it's been a tough couple of years. And I think it's ripped open some band-aids in a lot of families that, you know, now it's time to make some decisions or, you know, start thinking about changing things up. So Rosalind, uh, can you just share with us, like, what's been your experience over the last few years of what's happening in families post-pandemic as we're kind of coming out of that last couple of crazy years? Yes, so many people's lives have been torn asunder in so many ways. And it's affected the um, relationships and marriages in, in very dramatic ways. People, schedules different, staying at home in, in times when they were never before. It's aggravated a lot of issues and a lot of marriages have fallen apart over the last couple of years, which is dramatically impacting um, everyone in the family and especially the children because divorce is always tough. 
And when you combine it with the the health and, and medical challenges and everything else going on, it, it's been very dramatic. The courts have been closed for, for uh, almost two years. And so a lot of people who were in the midst of custody issues and divorce issues had to find other outlets for, for getting solutions and resolution for them. So it's, it's been challenging on, on a multitude of dimensions. And uh, I'm so glad we're discussing this. Absolutely. And what I didn't share with our audience is that you're actually the author of a book called How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce? And uh, it's kind of like a storybook guide to preparing your children uh, with love. So can you just start there for a minute? Like, give us a couple of really great tips for parents. Yes. Um, and this is something that I did with my own son when I had my divorce after close to 20 years of marriage. And he was 11 years old. And I was I, I put off the divorce for a long, long time because I didn't want to mess my son up. And finally, he was showing symptoms of stress, headaches and other things. And I realized that living in a house where there was tension and conflict is not mm-hmm. And I needed to make the decision to get the divorce. And then, of course, I was so concerned about the impact on him. And I came up with this idea at four o'clock in the morning after weeks of sleepless nights and implemented it. And I created a a storybook. Back then, it was a, a scrapbook where I put family photos, pictures of happy times, vacations and holidays and birthdays and all of those pictures that that you accumulate. And I wanted to realize that. There was a past, there was a present, which right now may not be feeling so good for everyone in the family, but there's going to be a future. And the the most important message for parents to present to children when a divorce is imminent or a separation is that there's going to be happy times ahead again. And both of the parents are working to make that happen. And that's very, very important to get both parents as aligned as possible in agreeing that regardless of how we feel about one another in our romantic relationship, we both have the children that we love and we want to do best by them. And if that's the case, then they can create a much more positive and and a, a divorce that's going to be actually better for everyone in the family and a future that's better. So what we do is I wrote text that is customized, age appropriate, and parents will fill in the blanks and customize it with information about their family and their kids mm. and all of that. And then once they do that, they they put that text into a scrapbook or a photo album, a print-to-pix photo album, one of those, and the pictures and the text together create a storybook. And you present it to the children at the time of this difficult conversation about breaking the divorce news. And the children can read it along with you. And hopefully both parents are there to have this conversation because it's much more supportive for the kids when both parents are in alignment about this. Mm -hmm. And the kids can then reread that storybook again and again in the days and weeks and months to follow, getting these positive messages so that they feel that this is not out of control and that life is going to get better for them. And that's that's why this concept works so well. Oh, that's awesome. I can imagine. I was just visualizing that as you were sharing it. And like, I can imagine how um, much less stressful that would be for the kids to receive the news in that way, rather than how I've seen it been delivered in the past <laughs> or heard about it being delivered. Yeah. 
it also becomes a script for the parents because it's already written. So they don't have to flub around about what to say. And, oh, I forgot to mention that there's five key, key messages that every parent needs to relay. And all of those messages get conveyed that way. So it's it's a very sound principle and it works very effectively. And we've had wonderful results with with um, uh, parents around the world. I bet. That's amazing. Now, my husband and I both have siblings that have been divorced and they both have kids around the same age, too. So, you know, it's you can see how, you know, the first few years are rough and then then it gets better and it gets easier. And then you can see everyone's happiness kind of come back as their future kind of changes. And, you know, some of them for like the much better, uh, you know, and, and so it's it's interesting to see that evolution over a few years of you know, kids going through that. And it's gotta, it's gotta be so tough for the kids. I can't imagine and tough for the parents, tough for everybody just kind of navigating through this, but what great, what a great support tool this is to really like, um, you know, do it in a way that's loving instead of a, in a way that's just like rips their lives apart. Right. Exactly. That, you know, the big question is, do I love my children more than I may hate or dislike my ex? Mm. Say that then there's hope that you can put together a positive, uh, less con- conflictual divorce, much more uh, agreeable and much mm-hmm. more cooperative. And that sets the stage for the future. And it also, we have to remember that every parent is a role model. So it gives children a role model for how to handle difficult situations in life. Mm-hmm. And to do it with maturity and with love and respect, as opposed to some of the headlines we see of divorce done wrong, that, that mm-hmm. creates so much stress and aggravation for everyone in the family, and especially the kids, because the kids are always innocent. Yeah, they're the bystanders, right? So although the, a lot of them, sure, they can take it on themselves as like, you know, feeling like it's their fault or they did something wrong, I'm sure. Um, so when do you when do you want to be involved in this with a family? Is this something that you start working with families before they decide to get divorced, or is it like after or during that you work with them? That's a great question. This, the earlier I can work with them, the better the results are because I I help parents eliminate so many of the common mistakes that we too often see. They don't have to happen if parents just get an insight about the consequences of making some of these dangerous divorce decisions. And so they can work together and things can be very smooth because they are aware of the mistakes to avoid. For example, you you don't never want to be bad-mouthing your ex to your children. Children love both parents. And when they hear either parent saying something bad about the other parent, it hurts them, it harms them. And it it puts them on the defensive and they don't know which side to support. It, it's a very uncomfortable situation. So so you never want to be doing that. And, and you never want to be using your children as confidants. It's it's so tempting to, to tell your kids, if your mom didn't have this affair, if your dad wasn't an alcoholic, we wouldn't be having the divorce and try to get the kids on your side. But children, even teens, don't have the brain capacity to comprehend the sophistication of adult relationships. It's hard enough right. for us as adults yeah. to have <laughs> relationships. These children can't fix or change it, 
And it's, again, it puts pressure on them emotionally and psychologically to be caught in the middle, to know adult information. So we never confide in them information that's not within their age level. And and we talk to them in a way that, that they're feeling safe and secure. So it's very important to remember that. Also, it's crucially important never to argue around the kids. And of course, that happens so often. Even even within earshot, even if you're closing the bedroom door and you're fighting there, the kids hear it. I remember with my own parents mm-hmm. hearing them fighting at night. It it's very hurtful and damaging, and it changes who they are because there's they're helpless to do anything to fix the situation. So you want to take your battles away from the kids and give them as much positive experience as possible, and try not to change their routines as much as possible. In some cases, Mm. kids are moving to another neighborhood, another state, another school, which Mm. is much more dramatic and difficult than if you're keeping a house in the same neighborhood or two homes in the same neighborhood and the kids are continuing to to live near their friends and near their schools. So try your best to not make the situation as as shifting as possible and, and different as possible, the the less the kids have to struggle with new and changes, the easier it is for them. Mm. That's a really good that's a really good suggestion to keep things as normal as possible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many things to unpack there. Just yeah, just having I, I also I just want and something came into my mind as you were sharing how you know, not fighting in front of the kids, but if they do fight, do you think that it's appropriate then for the parents to kind of like, you know, apologize or make up in front of the kids then too, instead of leaving it as something they fought in front of them, but then there was no resolution? Well, you said some very important things there. One is that parents should be able to apologize to the children when they realize they made a mistake, that they did something that wasn't in the kid's best interest, such as fighting around the kids, because it's no matter what. So if you could look them in the eye and say, you know, I made a big mistake, or mom and dad made a big mistake, we shouldn't have been fighting around you, and I apologize for that. One, it lets kids know that you can make a mistake, and you can own it. And that's that's a lesson for them, gives them permission to own mistakes they make. So it's, right. it's positive parenting for them. And then it takes them off the hook. It lets them realize that my parents aren't perfect. We all make mistakes and it's forg- it's forgivable. Mm-hmm. So that's very important. So yes, we're all going to catch ourselves doing something we, we regret as parents. Right. <laughs> and, and so, so apologizing to the kids and then apologizing to one another as, as parents who are divorcing you have to understand that your relationship with your ex is not through the divorce. It's a lifetime relationship. Co-parenting doesn't end when the divorce ends. Co-parenting just begins, and you're going to be co-parenting for decades ahead. Yeah. And hopefully experiencing the happy times in life that families experience. There's going to be birthdays and school events and graduations mm-hmm. and weddings and grandchildren and all of those things ahead. And so you don't want to embarrass your children and humiliate them by acting out and misbehaving with one another. It's it's shameful when parents do that. You want to 
make life as easy as possible for the kids you love. Do the best you can. Be mature and be res- responsible. And your kids will thank you when they're grown adults. Yeah. Um, I have to tell you a, a personal story. You know, you everyone feels insecure after a divorce. Did I screw my kid up? Did I make terrible mistakes? Mm-hmm. And one day, my son was 11 when I divorced. One day when he was in his early 20s, he came to me out of the blue and he said, you know, Mom, you and Daddy did a really good job with the divorce. And I just want to thank you because mm-hmm. most of my friends whose parents divorced either hate their parents or are very angry at them. And I think you guys were great. And I just let out wow. such a relief <laughs> because you're holding into so much guilt and insecurity about it. And that was the catalyst. That's when I realized that I had a lot that I could share with other parents. Yeah. And that the, the pivotal moment when I founded the Child Centered Divorce Network and became a divorce and co-parenting coach and wrote How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce and yeah. several of the other courses and programs that I created it was only after he was a grown adult and yeah. day. No, what a, that must have been so awesome to hear. Uh, I can only imagine like the the turmoil that's going on inside, just hoping that you you didn't mess up your kids. It's interesting on our, in our family we have one set of um, we both have siblings, my husband and I, as I mentioned, one set of divorced parents have still hate each other, still can't even be in the same room, still can't even like communicate properly and are always trying to like, you know, do things to mess each other up. And this is like years later. And then the other side of it, like they, they go to all the sports games together. They go to family dinners together. They do things as like, you know, they've moved on and got married and like, but it's still, they're all part of the family still. Like, it's very interesting. The two different very seeing two very different ways of things continuing on and it's like oh my gosh like if those other parents could just like get out of their own egos and out of their own things and just you know i'm going to send them to your course (laughs) you you said it so well because that's really what it is it's it's getting out of your ego and putting the kids first that's what the child divorce network is all about and it makes a huge difference. Your kids will thank you when they've grown adults, or they'll be very resentful and hold you responsible for the pain that, that you cause them unnecessarily. Because yeah. it's not the divorce per se that messes kids up. It's how parents handle the divorce. And so well, we have yeah. the responsibility and the ability to do a better job. Mm-hmm. And I can hear in some of the things that the kids are saying that it's coming from the other uh, parents, right. you know, dislike or problems within, uh, what you know, like so, and then and then it doesn't help the other parent when she, they're trying to parent, right? Because then uh, it's cool. like, oh, but this how you know, so it's it just gets very complicated and very, uh, yeah, it's really challenging, and it's unnecessary because the more amicable and cooperative co-parents can be. The easier it is for everyone, especially the co-parents, because there's always going to be times when someone gets sick, there's an accident, something at work happens, and you you have to let your co-parent know, I'm going to be two hours late, or can right. we Saturday night this week for you take Saturday night next week? Whatever the situation is, the more you cooperate, the better off the kids are, and the better right. off your life is. When, when you're bumping at each other all the time, there's more tension and conflict 
and stress and illness for everyone in the family. And it's not necessary to do that. That's the important message. Yeah, absolutely. And such an important message. And have you noticed like there has, would you say like the divorce rates have gone up over the last five years? Or is it kind of stay consistent? Well, what's happened is that marriage has lowered. There's been less marriages. So mm-hmm. relationships are breaking up as much as ever before. Okay, it's, so not anymore. Divorce, <laughs> yes, the divorce rate per se, because divorces only account for marriages. People mm-hmm. who are living together for five years and then breaking up, the kids are still dealing with that. It's just mm-hmm. that it's not in the statistics. So the the situation is that divorces just continue or breakups and continue, and the statistics may may shift and change depending on whether people are married or not. But the important thing is that they're aware that they have options and choices. And if you love your children mm-hmm. and you want to do what's best for them, put them first. And fortunately, there are ways of doing that. And of course, if you have a coach. They can handle the specific issues that are creating the most tension and stress in everyone's life and help you find other solutions that are more benign and reflective of you as a loving parent. Yeah, that seems to be like a much better way of going about it. Did you hear uh, this week in, in world news in Indonesia? Uh, they've now made it a law. It's illegal to live together or even have any physical activity together if they're not married. I'm like that's so that's so crazy. Yes. yes, yeah. I mean, as if you could really change people's behaviors by legislating crazy things like that. Right. Um, yeah. Interesting. That's now it's a government bad. thing. <laughs> yeah, that's very bad. So funny. Now, you also host the podcast called Divorce Dating and Empowered Living Radio Show and Podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So every week I interview experts in divorce and parenting because there's there's so many important perspectives. Sometimes I'm interviewing attorneys or mediators and talking about the legal facets of divorce. Sometimes I'm talking to divorce coaches or therapists talking about co-parenting and and Mm -hmm. resolving conflict issues and dealing with the issues that that, um, children have who are are divorced and acclimating, also grandparents. And then there's there's the side of the uh, situation when you're out dating again and looking for new relationship partners. So I Mm -hmm. talk to people who are experts in that regard, because when you're a parent and you're dating again, it's oh, that's so different. Yeah. Single, yes, you have to protect again your innocent children, and you don't want to make the same mistake you made again. There are people, as as you know, who are who are uh, divorce and marry and divorce and marry, and they just do it again and again, and that's ridiculous because they never took the time to understand the dynamics of what makes a healthy relationship. So. Um, I try to um, help people through the podcast and through my own coaching to mm-hmm. understand that everything is about choices and decisions that we make. Mm-hmm. So we have to look within for mm-hmm. answers. And when we do, we get much more insight so that we can avoid repeating mistakes. When you repeat mistakes, that's insanity. Right. You know, and it's interesting because I bet, oh my gosh, just dating past divorce, divorce, uh, dating, and then like that whole thing, like when do you introduce your kids to that person? Yeah. And like that is like a whole other crazy part of dating. 
um, when you have kids that it's not there when you're single <laughs> and without kids, right? Like that adds a whole yeah, other layer of it, complexity. It's very complicated. And yeah. uh, the blended family can be very complicated. It's, mm. it's extremely challenging. And fortunately, there are there are strategies and steps that, that one can take for dating and for um, blending families and all of that. But you have to be very mindful. You have to really be consciously aware. Put yourself in your children's shoes and see the world from their perspective, because I think too often parents don't do that. And there's a difference between a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old on so many levels. And what are the children thinking? What are they making these situations mean to them in their life? Right. So you want to, as a parent, you want to, especially when a divorce is involved, you want to be talking to your kids, communicating with them, finding out what they're feeling, because sometimes they just make mistakes or or they believe things that aren't true, especially blaming themselves, which, which mm. happens no matter what age the kids are. You think older kids would know better, but they don't. Right. And a child can say, you know, maybe if I didn't get D's on my report card, my parents wouldn't be divorcing. Maybe if I wasn't fighting with with my younger brother, they wouldn't be divorcing. And and of course, children are never the cause of the of the um, breakup. It it's marital problems mm-hmm. in the relationship. It's it's never the children's fault, but children don't know that. And so it's so important that parents always reaffirm with them that they're not to blame, that they're innocent, that none of this is their fault. And also, I I always want to remind parents to tell children that we are a family and we will always be a family. Mm. So this change in the form of our family, we may be now living in two houses so everyone gets along better, but we are still a family. And even when new relationship partners come into the picture, it doesn't mean that we're we're not a family. Mom and dad will always be your mom and dad will always love you or whoever the parents are will always be your parents, will always love you. And then we can expand and have other people come into the picture who love you too. Right. And that's positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. Oh my gosh, so many great tips. Rosalind, thank you so much for being with us here today. And You know, for our parents out there that are feeling like you need a little bit more information, a little bit more support, Rosalind is a a wealth of information between anger management programs, co-parenting programs, her book. I love that idea of storybook of like sharing the the news in in the way that she has created in this book. And also um, you can head on over to her podcast, Divorce Dating and Empowered Living radio show and podcast. But on top of that, you have a gift for us today too, Rosalind, don't you? I do. Yes. It's um, post-divorce parenting success strategies for getting it right. It's an ebook and it's right on the homepage of my website, childcenteredivorce.com. Just enter your email address and it's available for instant download. Awesome. And we'll make sure we put that in the show notes too. Thank you so much, Rosalind, for doing what you do. It's such important work that you're up to. And um, thank goodness that there's a resource like you out there for our parents who are struggling right now. So uh, thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate you. Thank you. All right, Blissful parents, go out there and have a fabulous week. Remember, uh, be blissful and uh, your your week is yours. So go out there and have some fun and make sure you check out Rosalind's uh, podcast if you're struggling right now. Until next time, see you later. 
This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you are looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.